This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. A scripture, but I want to minister this prophetically to you today because the Lord told me today for everybody who would receive this. Now, last week, uh, I preached prophetically. And every, you had to catch the word in the spirit, in, in the prophetic utterance and declaration that God gave it. But today, the Lord told me and expressed to me this morning, he said, I want you to preach my heart to them. I want you to preach my heart to them. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we're about to hear the heart of God. We're about to hear the heart of God. We're about to hear the heart of God. And I want to I share something from the heart of God to you. Amen. Now, this is not his heart in totality. It's impossible for us to search the total heart of God in this earth realm. We'll know that when we get to heaven. But I want to share with some people who would receive this. Uh, and I want to plant a word into your spirit that's going to catapult you into 2020. Is that all right? Anybody, anybody really ready to get what God has for you in the next year? Amen. I want, I, want you to, I want you to really get ready for it. I want you to really get ready for it. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse number 8. Look at the word of the Lord. And it fell on a day that Elisha the prophet passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she had constrained him to eat bread. She was wealthy, and she told him, come in and have dinner with us. And so it was. Uh, that as oft as he passed by through Shunem, that he turned in to her house to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now, now, after all this time, he's been coming and eating with us and sitting at our table. But at this particular moment, at this time, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. My God, my God. Somebody say perception. He's a holy man of God, which passed by us continuously. So let us make a little chamber, room, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be that when he comes to us, He's going to turn into the room that we make for him. Whatever room we make for him, whenever he comes by, he don't have to check into the Holiday Inn. He could turn into our house. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber that they made for him, and he lay there. And he said to his servant, Jahazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, Jehazi, and he said unto, said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us. You took care of us. So what can I do for you? Mm. You've taken care of me. Now what can I do for you? I believe in 2020, God's going to send people in your life who's going to reciprocate your kindness. All right, let me, say it. let me say it for three other people. In other words, you are there for others, but don't often feel like somebody's there for you. 
the blessing that you've been for them, God says, I'm going to send somebody to turn around and be that kind of blessing to you. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or the captain of the host? And she answered, basically said, I'm good. I dwell among my own people. I'm fine. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Jehazi answered, verily, she don't have a child. And her husband is old. God, this is good. This is good. She, she, she says she good. But she ain't got a child. She says she aight. But she doesn't have a legacy. She don't have a future. And he said, so call her. When, when he had called her, she stood in the door. My God, that's powerful. She stood in the door. She stood in the door. She didn't even come in. She stood at the threshold at the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, you shall embrace a son and she says stop playing with me man of God don't lie to your handmaid and the woman conceived and she bare a son at that season that Elijah had said unto her according to the time of life and the word of the Lord is blessed. I, 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 you know, I really could sit down because I just preached. If y'all, if y'all read the scripture with me and heard the Holy Ghost while I was reading it, you you already heard the Lord talk to you. But today, I want to dig into the the heart of God and reveal to you something that God wants to share with you. And He told for everybody who would receive this and everybody who would accept this, the Lord says that He's about to give you the hidden blessing. The hidden blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's about to give you the hidden blessing. No, that's the wrong person. Find somebody sitting behind you and say, hey, neighbor, you're looking good today. Tell them you look real nice. Tell them I'm glad you came to church. But tell them there is something that you've been hiding from God. And he's about to release to you the hidden blessing. The hidden blessing, the hidden blessing, the hidden blessing, the hidden blessing, the hidden blessing. I want to talk about the hidden blessing is coming in your life. Lord, we ready to eat. We got our fork and knife and our plate is on the table. Father, we've pulled up to the table of the Lord where there's a feast going on. Feed us until we want no more. Here's our cup. We lift it up. Let it overflow today. And I thank you that nothing demonic or human shall be able to hinder the word from coming into my heart, life, and spirit. I shall be changed, transformed, and better by the benediction and I thank you in advance for what you're about to do in my life in Jesus name we pray somebody say amen somebody shout the hidden blessing have your seats let's talk for a moment about the hidden blessing 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 
Uh, many of us got prayer requests. We've got things that we need the Lord to do. We desire God to do. And uh, we've been praying to the Lord uh, for the Lord to bless us. The reality is we're praying for a blessing, but we are already blessed. I mean, we are already blessed. Anybody blessed in this room? Uh, we are already blessed. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Y'all too quiet. I said, shout, I'm blessed. Wish I could find a Brooklyn church. Does anybody say, I'm blessed? I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed. And sometimes you don't know how blessed you are, Pastor Moore, until you hear somebody else's story. I know you think that you're going through and you're going through the worst season of your life and I know you think that life is unfair and I understand that you think that things aren't happening for you the way you want them to happen and, and God is not coming, for you, coming through for you the way you want him to come through for you. But the truth of the matter is you are blessed more than you can imagine. You are blessed more than you realize. You are blessed more than really, let's tell the truth, than you deserve. We've got more than we deserve. Look at the privileged people who think they deserve to be blessed and they're supposed to be blessed. But the truth of the matter is God has blessed us with so much. If you could hear some of the stories that I heard in the last three to four months of just my pastoral duties, you would stop complaining so much about what's going on in your life. I mean, some of the families that's going through some of the most horrific scenes and some of the most horrific times in their life it is absolutely uh my god a story that you will not wish upon your worst enemy some of the things that people have to encounter on a daily basis there was a there was a group uh, a, a group meeting one time uh, just last week, a group meeting that I was privy to to just listen to the people talk and there was some uh, uh, single mothers who were raising their children and uh, they, they were having a group chat and they, I was I wasn't supposed to be in there but I was in the group chat and I was listening to what they were saying and the group leader just simply asked one simple question she said, uh, what do you want for real, for real, what do you want for Christmas what would you want for Christmas and, and some of the responses were things like, I want to be able to feed my children a decent meal I want to be able to feed my children a decent meal I mean that's what they want for Christmas to feed their child a meal somebody asked uh, um, uh, if, if, for, for Christmas all I want all I want and maybe three parents are saying amen to this all I want is just one hour where I don't have to take care of anybody except myself just, just one hour to myself where the, it's not the children, it's not the bills, it's not the stuff. I, I just want one hour where I can tend to my own self and to my own needs. Just, just to escape. One, one person responded, they said for Christmas, all they would like is peace of mind without medication. Peace of mind without medication. And just listening to it and reading it and hearing it, it made me realize how blessed I am. How blessed I am to just, oh God, have things that some individuals are praying that they would receive. Do you realize that you are living somebody's prayer request? 
Do you realize that where you are is a step up for someone? Can you do me a favor? Shake your neighbor and say, come on, come on, get shake out of that. Stop all that complaining. Tell them you are blessed more than you realize. Yeah, on, 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 on my social media, I'm presently in a journey called 31 Days of Gratitude, and I've been talking, how many of my prayer room folks are in here? Uh, in prayer room, we're talking about 31 Days of Gratitude, and just to be grateful unto the Lord for what you have. I'm so blessed. I have so much. Uh, God has supplied all of my need, and come on, things I've taken care of. I've got a roof over my head. Do you realize what it means, y'all? It's cold in December, y'all. And I like the cold, but it's cold outside. It's cold, but somebody don't have a place to lay their head that they can call their own. Somebody is living on a subway grate just to get warm at night, stuffing plastic bags in their clothes just to keep their own body heat uh, from preventing them from freezing to death. Do you, do you realize how blessed you are to have somewhere to put a key into? To put shoes on your feet. Do you realize how blessed you are to put shoes on your feet? To have, watch this, several pair of shoes. Look at y'all. I'm talking about options and uh, any, many, mighty, most. Some of y'all was late to church today because you ain't know what shoes to put on with your outfit. Outfit, Because you, should I put on this pair or this pair? And then forget about whether the shoe is blue or black. You got several pair of black shoes. Should I put on these? black ones or these black ones or these you got options somebody don't have options you're blessed to have options of what shoe you're gonna put on lay hands on yourself and say i'm blessed and it, it, it bothers me can i really be honest it bothers me when people are blessed and find something to complain about i'm i'm bothered ladies and gentlemen by people who complain when they have so much to be grateful for. There are people who are looking for a bowl of rice. No, 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 no. Come on. My, my international pastor's here. Pastor Yasmin, I'm glad you're here, ref. That, I, I, went to, I went to preach in Johannesburg South Africa, and a woman walked 17 miles to the service. And when we asked her, why did you walk that far to a church service? You could have went to any other church near your community and then where you live. She said, no, I came because I heard the power of God was going to be in this place. But then what really blessed me was she said, if I could walk this far for rice for my children, I can certainly walk this far for the glory of God. So, <laughs> and, 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 and because I was there for several days at the church and in the service, she chose to leave one day and go back home. So she walked 17 miles, oh God, to the church, walked 17 miles after service was over, came back the next night and walked another seven, look at y'all, seven, you can't even catch Ubers. Come on, you can't even get on the train and the bus. Some of you complain about the nasty train. This woman walked 17 miles just
us to get to the glory of God because she said if I could do it for rice I could do it for Jesus 17 miles for the glory of God and she walked she got there when she got there by the second day the pastor told her you don't have to go back home stay here she slept at the church just so that she could be present for the glory of God she would put away all of the stuff that she had at home and forget about all that stuff so she could stay at the presence do you realize how blessed you are when you have a plate of food in front of you when you have clothes on your back a roof over your head shoes on your feet somebody shout I'm blessed we're so blessed we're so blessed that when I went to Kenya yes me and ref when I went to Kenya which has the largest slum in Africa, my God, the largest slum uh, region where their homes are built with clay and dirt. They're called mud houses where the house is literally a six foot by six foot square where 12 people live inside of it. There are no stoves. There's no bathrooms. There's no plumbing. There is no, come on, there's a little chair in there, maybe a bed for mom and dad to sleep on. The children sleep on the floor. They sleep around. Come on, at the age of 16, you got to get out because there's not enough room for you. You got to go find your own and finch for yourself and it's the largest slum and the houses are made out of mud. When I went to Kenya and it started raining I was in my hotel room and I was wondering what's going on with the people that got mud houses and I, I asked the, the maitre d' at the hotel, I said what's going on with the folks that live in a slum that got mud houses? He said well tonight they're sleeping with little curtains over their heads because their mud houses have been dissolved by the rain and it's been destroyed so what are they going to do he said they have to wait till it rains and when it finishes raining they got to rebuild their house repack the mud to make another wall again and, and pray that it doesn't rain y'all complain about it rain and you don't have an umbrella when somebody is living in this world and every rain means the destruction of what you call a home they said if a robber want to rob you, all he has to do is piss on your wall. Because his piss would melt your wall and he could break into your would-be house. And you mad at an apartment that you won't clean up? When I went and they invited me into their mud house, I sat in the mud house with them and talked with them and fellowship with them and they wanted to bless me when I walked into their mud house. They wanted to show me some type of benevolent. They wanted to get, because they said a man of God is coming. So we wanted to give him gifts. So they was looking for gifts to give me when I walked in their mud house. And when I walked in, it wasn't much, but it was straightened up. Curtains were hung. Think makeshift couches and chairs were in place because it may be a mud house, but it's mine. 
Oh, y'all too privileged and American for me. I need to find me a Nigerian church. See, because what's wrong with some of us is we so spoiled that we don't know how to be grateful. Come on here. For all the things and the benefits that God has given us, we don't know what it means to live without. I, I, pray, I pray the Holy Ghost that Jesus come back before times get hard in this America country. I, pr I pray he come back because you know why? Because some of y'all ain't going to survive. Y'all, some of y'all ain't gonna make it. Look how they looking at me. Y'all ain't gonna make it. You, you're not gonna make it because you so ritzy and so privileged and so much. You're not gonna know how to survive on just a little bit. I'm talking about people who know how to survive on just a little bit, on just a sandwich, on just beans and franks. Come on here, on just neck bones. Y'all, <laughs> I, I need to talk to some people who says when times get rough, I know how to survive. I know how to make it. I can make an ends meet, praise God, hallelujah. If, if I know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents, I can make this money stretch. I can make this meal stretch. G give me some spaghetti sauce and you'll see how many meals I can make out, out of some spaghetti sauce. You, you got to understand that there is an anointing of creativity that comes in when you're going through struggling and hardship and when you're going through tough times and you got to be grateful unto God that you're able to make it through the season that kill other people. It destroys the heart of other people. Slap somebody and tell them you ought to be grateful. You ought to be grateful. You, you ought to be grateful, my God, that you could put a, a meal to your mouth every day. That you could pick and choose. Y'all, last week we consecrated and we fast, which means we made a decision to put food to the side. We made a decision that we're not going to eat. But somebody in this country, it's not a decision. It's not an option. It's the way they live. Come on here. And you mean to tell me you cannot be uh, astute enough to fast and consecrate when it's an option to you? When to somebody else, it's the way they live. It's their lifestyle. Look at your neighbor say, you're spoiled. That's what's wrong with you. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. And it has robbed you of a grateful heart. Oh, oh, he didn't do this for me. She didn't do that for me. I don't have the new sneakers. I don't have the new, uh, this Canadian goose jacket they, burn, they wear. Now. I don't have this. And I don't have, honey, you better put on a bubble coat and I don't care who name is on it. Bubblegum shrimp could be on that coat. You put on that bubble coat and be warm and come on and be happy and be glad that you're not stranded out somewhere in the streets and being cold. And you know what has happened, ladies? I gotta get out of here. I'm almost through. What has happened is even from the church, we have preached to you a gospel that's materialistic and has made God to be some sonic Santa Claus where you could just ask him for gifts and every day becomes Christmas to you and whenever God don't give you what you want you act like a small brat look how they looking at me God and you kick and scream talk about I ain't coming to church like you not coming to church is doing something to God like you not lifting your hands is doing something to God God said you don't praise me that's cool I'll make a rock cry out in your place I'll make mountains volcanoes erupt to give me praise I'll make the oceans wave and the tree wave their branches just to praise me if you don't praise God, it ain't doing nothing to God. Yeah. 
it's not causing God to cease from being God because things are not going your way. We are so spoiled that we think that God is supposed to do everything we want him to do. And if he doesn't do it, I'm mad at God. Tell the truth, y'all. Tell the truth. Have we ever been mad at God because he didn't answer a prayer? Come on, tell the truth. Have you ever been mad at God because he didn't do what you wanted him to do the way you want him to do it? He didn't give you the extra. He didn't give you the privilege. He didn't give you the bonus that you always want. Oh, God, why me? Spoiled. And it has robbed you from a grateful heart. And it has robbed you from... Just being thankful. It robbed you from being in a place where you are content. We've not been content. Can I help you? I'm almost through. The Lord spoke to me and he said, the reason why there is such a severe spirit of stress and anxiety in this world is because there is a level of discontentment in people. You know why you're so stressed out? Because you're not content with what you have. And you are stressed and overzealous in trying to achieve things that you don't necessarily need, but you simply want. So you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to get the new fashion this and the new fashion that. And you're trying to get the new house and you're trying to get the new clothes. And you're trying to get all this stuff. And you spend your life acquiring and you have settled and diluted your spiritual walk and your salvation walk to praying nothing but for materialistic stuff. If your prayer list includes God, give me, give me give me give me you have no clue of what prayer really is if your prayer is all the time you spend with God is God I need I want give me give me give me then you have no idea of really who he is he says I don't want to show you that I'm Jehovah Jireh I want to show you another part of me that you have never seen before I want to show you attributes come on a part of me that you have never imagined before and it is beyond material possession it's beyond material gain you've been chasing after a dollar You've been chasing after a dream. You've been chasing after a stuff and you have not chased after God and now you're just a small brat that when you don't get what you want you're mad at everybody and God. But the Lord said I'm going to deliver you. Because there is a people who are going to say Lord I'm good. If you decide to do it, I'm going to praise you for it. But if you don't, I'm good. I'm almost through Pastor Sean. This year, I want to close out with some people who are going to make the determination in your head and heart, God, if you do it, I'm good. If you don't, I'm good. I'm going to be in a place of contentment. If I get the car, nice. If I don't, 
nice. If I get the new shoes, that's wonderful. If I don't get the new shoes, that's wonderful. I'm talking to some people who are ready to mature in their life and in their spiritual development that said, Lord, whether you bless me or not, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to adore you. I'm going to celebrate your goodness. I'm going to act like I have a million dollars when all I got is a dollar. Come on. I know you can't get with that praise because you want the prophecy that everybody going to be rich and everybody going to buy a house and you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. But today I want to shut down the Oprah Winfrey pastors. Today I want to shut down, come on here, the Ellen DeGeneres of our day. I want to shut down the mindset where you show up just to get something, but you show up to give him something, to give him praise, glory, and honor for his goodness already expressed to you. Uh, turn around and touch three, four, say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I didn't say that everything is going well. I'm just saying I'm good. I've learned how to be content. Come on, honey. I got this here job, and they working me like a Hebrew slave. But let me tell you what, something. That check that come in every week, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. That check that come in every two weeks or every 15th and 30th, I thank God for that little bit of check. It ain't much, and I think they should give me more, but I'm going to stop complaining because there's somebody that's looking for a job. There's somebody with a bachelor's degree is looking for a job. There's somebody with a master's degree is looking for a job. Somebody got their doctorate and they got all of that student debt. They're more qualified than I am and they can't even find a job's address. I'm going to stop all this complaining and say, Lord, I thank you for this here 995. I'm good. I'm good. Slap somebody and say, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I look on HDTV and I see them houses they buy. My God, I have a dream of getting a house for five bedrooms and three bathrooms. I see them houses and I think I deserve one of them houses. I would like one of them houses, but Father, let me hear thank you. Let me thank you for this project. Let me thank you for this two bedroom. Let me give you praise for this one. Come on here. This studio apartment is mine. Hallelujah. I signed the lease. I'm late one month, but it's mine. Come on, y'all. Where are your people who will celebrate God for what you got? Where are the content people who say, I'm grateful for what I have? I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what I have. And stop complaining about what you don't have and about what you need. Ooh, if I could just get me a condo. If I could just get me this. If I could just get me And all that acquiring of stuff still don't make you happy. It still come on here. It still doesn't make you what you think is going to make you because the stuff don't make you. Uh, slap somebody said the stuff doesn't make you. The clothes don't make you. That's why you gotta be grateful whether you got it or not because the stuff don't make you as a matter of fact as a matter of fact the Lord spoke to me and the Holy Ghost said to me he said I use wealth as a character tester <sighs> he said I use wealth as a character tester because wealth will show you who you really are my God wealth will show you and some of you God only give you a little bit of something to test your character and to see what you're really made of because when you got it what you gonna do when you have it how do you treat people when you now have it father I thank you I remember I remember coming up I, I didn't know I didn't know mom and pop sure didn't have it but they made life good for us. 
I thought we were being creative when they took my little one black suit and just changed the tie. I thought, I thought it was really creative, but that's all I had. Oh, look at y'all. Huh. I, I'm, I'm grateful. And now we're talking about I can't come to church because I ain't got nothing to wear. No, what are you talking about? You ain't got nothing to wear. You got something to wear. You got something to put on. You see, you, you don't have what you want to have to wear, what you want to put on because you don't think that it's good enough. When he said, come as you are, come with whatever you got on, and he, he'll bless you, and he'll touch you, and he'll anoint you. I need to be able to reach God whether I got on a three-piece suit or pajamas. I need to be able to reach God. God, come on here, whether I'm in a shower and I ain't got nothing on, I need to be able to reach God whatever state I'm in. Got to be grateful. Two years ago, there was an article, I got to move quickly, about senior people have to be watched when they go to the supermarket because they were purchasing cans of cat food and dog food. Because the animal food was cheaper than human food. So they had a lot of seniors that were eating cans of cat food for the meal because that's all they could afford. But we got kids who are talking about, I don't eat leftovers. Well, I'll beat you leftover. This one, y'all pray for me. That wasn't good. I shouldn't have said that. But the reality is there is something wrong with us where we allow that kind of nonsense and we allow that ungrateful behavior to exist because it's going to turn into something else down the road and in the future that you can't stop and you cannot come on block off. You got to be able to identify when ungrateful hearts are brewing. You got to identify that from the root. It says, no, no, no. You're going to eat this leftover chicken. You're going you're gonna to eat this leftover greens. You're going to eat this leftover because they used to tell us when I was little, somebody in Africa is starving. We have been, we have been ungrateful, but there is a contentment that is coming. Somebody lift your hands and say, God, I'm good. And that's what we have in our text. Harry Shaw, that's what we have in our text. What we have in our text is a woman who wanted something from God and he didn't answer. What do you do when he doesn't answer? What do you do with disappointment? Do you praise when the God you're supposed to praise doesn't answer when you ask him to do it? How, how do you worship a father that this natural society says has not been good to you because he didn't give you what you wanted? <sighs> Uh, 
uh, I heard about little children uh, getting mad at their parents and, says, and saying, I hate you, mommy, or I hate you, daddy, because they didn't take them to McDonald's and because they didn't give them the burger and the fries. And, and, and that kind of language would come out of the mouth of a child who can't even wipe their own behind because they now perceive with their innocence, my God, and their immaturity, because you don't take me to McDonald's, then you're not a good parent my god see 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 they think that you're not good because you didn't take them to Mickey D's but the reality is I'm good because I went home and cooked and I slaved over a stalk come on here uh, Mickey D's gonna kill you but I want to raise a family that's gonna sit at the table and we eat together Mickey D's don't forfeit family values I want family values I'm trying to I'm trying to raise you differently. Don't hate me because you didn't get the new sneakers. Because you didn't get what you want. How do you settle with God when he's disappointed you? When you perceive you deserve it. You perceive I should get this. I'm, 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 really, I'm, I'm praying. Y'all gotta pray. I, I'm, I'm messed up, y'all. I'm really jacked up. You know why I'm jacked up? I'm jacked up because we now, Sister Tanya, live in a society where gospel music has turned out. They, um, they done turned this joker out. Gospel music is something different now. I was listening to the radio the other day, and I was trying to be consecrated and trying to fast, so I was trying to listen to all gospel music. I usually listen to jazz and R&B, whatever. <laughs> Judge yourself. But I usually listen to that. But I was fasting and consecrating, so I wanted to listen to gospel music, and I wanted to listen to spiritual music, and I turned the radio on, and I turned on the gospel, and here was the problem, that there was no Christology in the music. There was, there was, they wasn't singing about Jesus. They wasn't talking about him. They put on songs that fed that insanity and fed your spoiled brat mentality. And the song said, we deserve it. You deserve it. And now we walk around singing, we deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve it. But then the, the, the song was supposed to be, this, God deserves the praise. But we done flipped it and turned we deserve the blessing. And we deserve the benefits. And we deserve the, the provision. And we, and we done flipped it from being what God deserves to now what we deserve. But I want to help somebody in this place. Sometimes you perceive you deserve it, but God doesn't give it to you you to test your character what you gonna do when God disappoints you what you gonna do when he doesn't give you what you want this woman this Shunammite woman has it going on Shunam is a place that's between Samaria and Carmel Mount Carmel and Samaria were the, the big metropolis and, and to go through through Shunem, you had access to these big cities and these uh, a lot of travel, a lot of revenue, a lot of trade went on in those big cities. And to pass through Shunem, lots of folks passed through Shunem. Lots of people went through Shunem. And the Bible says that she's well off in Shunem. She's good. She's got money. She's got notoriety. She's got a house. She's well off. She's got a husband. 
husband, she's good. I mean, she's really good. Everything is all right with her. But there is one thing that has not happened in her life yet. And it took a prophet to come and reveal and deal with the areas that has not been dealt with as of yet. Watch this. The Bible says that Elijah passed through Shunem often. He went through Shunem and she watched him as he passed. She watched him as he traveled. She decided then, why don't we bring him into our house, she asked her husband, so that he could eat with us because he passed by often. So she asked her husband and she got permission from her husband if this man of God could come and eat with us. Watch this. I'm here to tell y'all, in 2020, stop eating with people you haven't watched. Stop eating with people that you haven't watched. The sign of eating is a sign of a covenant. When you eat with somebody, you're developing a covenant with them. Y'all going to dinner with people that you should not be breaking bread with. And you should not be breaking a covenant with. Because their characteristics are not conducive for who you are or where you're going. You cannot go out to eat with everybody. I know y'all want trying to be social butterflies. You trying to just go and casually just go to a meal and go to a dinner. No, no, no. You got to understand that everybody does not deserve an audience with me at a dinner table. She watched him and then she invited him in. And when she invited him in, she said, I want you to sit and eat with us. In other words, for three people who will catch this, she said, I want to examine your appetite. I want to examine your appetite. I want to see what your desires are. We have made covenant with people that we haven't examined their desires. Why are you here? What do you really want out of life? She examined his appetite, and when she saw his appetite, and only, read the Bible clearly, only after she saw his appetite, she said to her husband, now I perceive that he is a holy man of God. Oh, God, did y'all catch that? In other words, when she first invited him, she didn't perceive him to be a holy man of God. She only perceived him to be holy after she saw him eat. After she saw his appetite, Lord help us, which means we walking around here calling folks man of God, woman of God. We can't call you that title until we check your appetite. In other words, until I see what your desires are, you can't be no man of God. You can't be no woman of God because a man of God has proper appetites. The woman of God has proper appetites. Watch this. And even if you have an appetite of something that's sinful or lustful, you still know how to control your appetites that's what fasting is all about controlling your appetite. some of us miss God and we can't control demons because we can't even control our flesh you got to control your appetite she says now I perceive now, that something had to happen. In other words, before, I didn't see it. But now, I see something that I did not see before. Now, I perceive that he is a holy man of God. Somebody say holy. holy. 
I perceive that he is a holy man of God. I perceive that he is a holy man of God. How he sat at the table, what he ate, and what it was his eye, how he treated me, that he didn't try to rub my knee under the table. Look at y'all looking. He didn't try to come on to me right here in the face of my husband. He didn't try to flirt with me. Now I perceive that he is holy. I perceive that his appetite, his nature is clean. So because I perceive the holy man of God, she went to her husband. She said, so let's make us a bedchamber for him. Let's put a room on the side of our house so that when he comes to Shunem, he doesn't have to check into a hotel. He doesn't have to go through and find somewhere to lay his head that he could sleep at our house. Look at that. When your perception changes, your giving changes. When your perception changes, your giving changes. And the only reason why some people struggle in giving is because you have a perception problem. When she perceived that he's holy, she gave according to her perception. She built him a house on her house, another room. The Bible says with a, a walled place, which means it wasn't just a tent. It was walled. She looked. Lord, I wonder if she was good as I was. But she, she built a wall around her house for the man of God so that he could come in and sleep in her house. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what, what the partners of Crown would do if I would come over your house and sleep. If you invited Dr. Shaw over to sleep in your house, I wonder, I wonder where would y'all let me sleep? Would, I wonder where would y'all put me? Lord Jesus, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Yeah, I'm concerned because y'all so quiet right now. Yeah, 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 I'm really concerned. Where, where would he lay? Where would, where would we put, where would we put the man of God? Because because where, where you would ask me to sleep tells me how you perceive me. And some relationships, you need to test how they treat you when you come over. I see. I grew up. I grew up in a time. I grew up in a time when my mama, when certain people came to the house, we pulled out the fine china. Lord help us. We pulled out, and we always knew when somebody was coming over because there was curtains and cloths hung up on on the table. We had forks and knives all over the place, and the special good china came out because people was. It's because how you perceive, how you perceive, will determine how you give. And because she perceived him to be a holy man of God, she made him a room. Somebody say, "Make me a room. Make me a room. Make me a room. Make me a room." The way you perceive me. Hallelujah. Some relationships in your life haven't made room for you at all because the moment they need you, they know how to find your number. They can text you. They can email you. They know when you get your hair done. They know when you get your nails done because they need you. But as soon as you need them, they made no room for you. They have made no, come on here, no opportunity and no room. Where's my room when I need you? The man of God needed somewhere to lay. She made a room. Made a room. She put in the room a bed, a candlestick, a table, and a stool. And she said, I want him comfortable. I want him to be all right. I want him, I want him to be fine when he comes in here. I don't want him struggling. I don't want him needing anything. I want him to be all right. Here's what's powerful. This is a great woman. 
because she was able to give to the man of God when God hadn't given to her. She didn't get mad at God. She didn't stop giving because she didn't get out of life what she wanted. Her giving was still on point. <laughs> and so, and so now, now he's got this room and these wonderful accommodations. Y'all all right? He's got these great accommodations. And the Bible says that Elijah is sitting in this room. And is like, wow, this woman has blown my mind. She has given in ways that no one has ever given. She made a hotel room for me on her house, on her property. Watch this. So that every time he passed through, he could go in there. Here comes the time now, Elijah says, I want to bless her. And I've got the power to bless her. All I need to know is what does she want? need to know is what does she desire because Elijah said I got so much pull that I could get whatever she wants he told his servant he said Jahazi I want you to go to her and I want you to ask her what does she need what she want does she want me to speak to the king for does she want me to speak on her behalf towards the king in other words he said what he was asking her was do she he, she want me to go to the king and tell the king to relieve her of all her taxes because the prophet had power to relieve the woman from her taxes if he had one audience and conversation with the king she would have to pay no more taxes for the rest of her days that's all he had to do was talk for her so she could have lived a tax free life god help us that would that would sound real good wouldn't it she could have lived a tax free life and she said no 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 i'm fine i don't need that i'm well off which means i get tax benefits i get tax cuts i, I know how to pay my bills I'm good. I don't need that. That's fine. I, I, I'll pay taxes. He says, she, he says, well, well, ask her if I could speak to the captain of the host or the army. In other words, could I give her husband a prominent position in the city? So not only is she wealthy, but she also has influence in the city because the captain of the host has hired her husband and made him a prominent nobleman in the city. You want me to talk to him on your behalf? She said, no, no, no. I'm known among my people. I already got clout. I'm good. Lord, help us. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm good. I'm good. Huh? No, no. That's the wrong neighbor. Find somebody else and shake the hand like you're going to shake it off and say hey neighbor the things that most folks praying for I'm not praying for that that's not my request what some of y'all looking for no 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 you want tax benefits but that ain't my request you want to be notarized and have great influence but no no that's not what I want she was like no 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 I don't need none of that she never mentioned my god I gotta go what she wanted she never mentioned what she needed can I humbly suggest to you that this woman had given up on this prayer request? She had got to the point that I'm not even asking God about it. I'm not talking to God about it because I'm content with not having a child. I'm content with not having, I done gave up on that prayer request. And I come to tell about 17 screaming crown partners in this place that God said in 2020, I want
God to meet you at the prayer you stop praying. I want to meet you at the things you stop asking me for and the things you gave up on because you become content. Slap three fools around you and say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good for real. You see me come in this church and I say grace and peace and I got a smile on my face. Oh, but I'm here to tell about 15 of you that I come to expose you and tell you that your smile has been your greatest deceit. Because when you said all is well, you're a liar. Because secretly there's something you want God to do that you don't even mention it anymore. You don't even talk about it anymore. You don't need, that's not even on your prayer list anymore. Is there anybody in this room can be honest and said there was one thing that was on my prayer list every day. I prayed it for years. I prayed it for months and it never happened. And now at this point in my life, I done gave up on it. You know why I gave up on it? Watch this. Because it's not something wrong with the woman. It's something wrong with her husband. The Bible didn't say she was old. The Bible said that he was old, which means I can't have what I want because who I'm connected to. And some of you are mad at God right now because you can't get what you desire because who you married, oh God, who you hooked up with and your enemy is your connections. My blessing is hindered because who I said I do to. I could get pregnant, but he can't give me anything. I'm barren because of him, not because of me. So not only and I'm mad at God, but I'm mad at who God gave me and what God gave me because they don't even have the capacity to give me what I want. So I stop praying. The person I'm connected to has lost capacity. And I've lost passion. I've given up. I won't even mention this anymore. I'm not going to even say this. I'm not going to even ask him for it anymore. Because now I'm good. Look at you, look at you, look at you. Especially for say, I'm good, I'm good. You're so deceitful. The church has taught you to fake it till you make it. The church has taught you to lie. The church has taught you to take a lick and keep on ticking. The church has told you to lie to us. And when you're going through the worst season of your life, it still look like Halloween in here. Because all of you got a mask on. Because even when you're burning, you was taught to smile. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm Gucci. I don't need nothing. I'm fine. Liar. 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 Because something is hidden in your heart that you forgot about. Something you tucked away in there and you won't even mention it to the Lord anymore. Elijah said she don't need anything on earth. Maybe she needs something from heaven she can't get her needs met on earth because on earth she's good on earth she got all her needs met but there's something that only heaven can give her I need 
you to slap somebody high five like you're preaching and said neighbor at this point it's not anything that earth could give me what I need only heaven can do it only heaven can do it only heaven can do it so the Bible says that Jahazi was a nosy servant because Elijah was perplexed watch this it is powerful to have a prophet that don't even know how to prophesy to you. He said, I want to speak something into her. I don't know what to say. She ain't giving me nothing to prophesy to her. I need something to work with. In other words, the prophet is looking for a need. But you keep being deceitful saying I'm good. I can't prophesy to people that keep saying I'm good. I'm here to tell about 13 of you. You're tying the tongue of your prophet by continuously saying you're good when you know your life is a shipwreck. You've tied the tongue of your prophet and he doesn't know what to speak into your life because you keep telling me everything is fine and dandy. What you need to say is I need you to speak into my life in an area that hurts. It's painful and I don't even know how to pray about it anymore. That's, that's the conversation that's hurtful. But thank God for a nosy servant. Come on, Shaw. Jahazi said, she done built this house for us. But I went to her house. And uh, ain't no toys. Jahazi said, ain't no car seat. Ain't, ain't, ain't no high chair. I don't see no bibs. Where the crib at? I, I, she's, she's well off. But but uh, I don't I don't see no legacy that's gonna inherit her notoriety, which means her success ends with her, and uh, there is no offspring that's gonna carry this success further. She does not have a child. Woo! Jahazi told the prophet, she don't have a child. The prophet said, good. This is something I can work with because whatever I could not make done for her on earth, I'll make done for her in heaven. Tell the woman to come here. Tell the woman to come and see me. The first time the Bible says that Jahazi went to her and asked her the questions of what she needs. But this time when she about to move into a different dimension of reception, he said, tell that woman to come to me. And this is what the Bible says, and I wish somebody would catch it, that when she came to the man of God, she didn't even walk in the room that she made on her house. She stood at the threshold of the door. In other words, when she gave him the room, that was his room. She didn't give it with strings attached, which means she gave it with no expectation of receiving anything in return. I don't expect you to prophesy. I don't expect you to lay hands. I don't expect you to give me nothing. I don't. When I gave it to you, I gave it to you, and it's yours. And I'm gonna treat it like it's yours, even if it's on the side of my house. She came to the room that she made for the man of God and stood at the door. My 
my God. Slap three folks around you and say, get to the door, get to the door, get to the door, get to the door. The reason why you can't be blessed because you won't show up at the door. If you would show up, I wish I had three screamers that says, I'm going to the door. I'm going to the door. She got to the door. When she stood to the threshold of the door, he looked at her and he prophesied without any questions, any further investigation, he released the word of the Lord. He said, woman, by this season of life, you shall bear a son. Oh. Now, when he said that, he woke something up in her that she had given up on. And what we see is a dignified, sophisticated woman get real project. Oh, she was real hospitable. She was real dignified. She had class. Come on here. She was elegant. You could tell by her speech and her language. She invited him in to eat. After she saw how he ate, she made him a room. She called him a holy man of God, which means she's reverent. But all of that went out the window when he woke up something that she used to pray for but stopped praying for. When he touched a sore spot. And the reason why some of y'all get mad at me is really not because you mad at me. It's because in my preaching, I don't mind hitting the sore spots and hitting the stuff in your life that hurts. Push your neighbor on the arm and say, I know it hurts right here, but we've got to deal with the thing that hurts. We've got to deal with the sores. She woke up something. He woke up something. He woke up something. He woke up something. He woke up for something. He woke up a secret intercession. He woke up a private prayer that she stopped praying because she gave up hopes that it's never going to happen. When he said, by this season of life, you're going to bear a son. Her response of dignity and sophistication went out the window. She said, don't lie to me. Don't play with my emotions. Don't tell me stuff that you don't really mean or that's not really going to happen. In other words, you don't know how long I've been believing God for this. You don't know how long I struggled. You don't know how often I sacrifice. I don't need anybody in my life to tickle my fancy and play with my emotions. I need about five of y'all to preach to your neighbor and say, don't play with me. Don't play with me. Don't play I'm at a place in my life. Uh, don't play with my emotions. Uh, don't offer me lies. Don't offer me false hopes and empty dreams. Uh, I don't need to hear it. I don't want it. Uh, don't play with me. Because what I've done is I taught and trained myself to live without it. I've accepted it. That it is what it is. Don't wake that up. I, I 
Who am I preaching to? I'm trying to get out of here, but I'm doing surgery on somebody right now because your faith says don't wake that up. I got faith everywhere else, but Lord, help my unbelief because when you deal with that, I'd rather you leave it alone than try to resurrect it. I'd rather you leave it. Just leave that. Just, just leave that. Don't touch that. Don't mention that. That's a source. My don't go there with me. Don't bring that up. Because I want that too bad. But I've learned to live without it. I've been good. Haven't I been nice to you? Then I give you food. Then I give you a place to lay your head. Then I make a room for you. Don't now play with my emotions. Don't now play with my emotions. Don't now play with my emotions. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, he said, he said, by this season, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a child. Now, this is where I close. This is where I'm through. Watch this. I want y'all to catch this. I want you to catch it. It's a sore spot. It's a forbidden area. The man of God dealt with it. Because he says, I cannot just receive from you and don't transform you. Whenever you bless a prophet, you receive a blank check of the prophet's reward. You give me now liberty to speak whatever I want into your life. He said, I'm going to speak it. And by this season of life, you're going to have a son. She looked at him. She backs out the door. Knowing her husband is old. And this prophet that she invited in done resurrected a sore spot. But here is where I pray that 17 people would catch this prophecy by the Holy Ghost. That God said, I'm speaking it now in this room, but it's not for this season. But what I speak this year, it's for next year. In other words, I say it now, but it's going to manifest nine months from here. And the Holy Ghost told me today to share with you the heart of God. And God said, the thing you forgot about, I didn't. The thing you stopped praying about, I still remember. The thing you stopped mentioning to me, I'm now mentioning it to you. That I'm going to speak a word in 2019, but it's going to manifest in 2020. And I'm here to tell about 17 of you who will catch it. That next year is going to be the year for the hidden blessing to be manifested in your life. What was hidden in your heart, what was hidden in your prayer request, what was hidden in your petition before the Lord. God said, I'm about to do the hidden thing. I'm about to do the thing you've been hiding your hands from me. You've been hiding your requests from me. You've learned how to be content. You've learned how to live without. But I'm about to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according
according to the power that works in you. I need somebody to lift your hands right here and make room for the Holy Ghost because he said, I'm about to bless you with the hidden blessing. It's been hidden. You didn't mention it to your family. You didn't mention it to your friends. You didn't even mention it to the prophet. You didn't mention it to your best prayer partner. You didn't mention it to anybody. You didn't mention it because you hid it. You're hidden in your heart. You're hidden in your mind. You tucked it away. But God said today, I want to deal with the hidden blessing. And I'm about to reveal to you that I'm going to bless you with the hidden blessing. Open up your mouth. Take the next 30 seconds and give God glory. Because he said, I'm about to deal with what's been hidden. Oh, some of you ain't praised them yet. Some of you ain't praised them yet. Some of you ain't praised them yet. You done tucked it away so far. You done put it away from you. You done hid it so deep in your heart. You ain't even got faith to mention it to them again. But I'm here to tell you that the Lord says I'm about to do the hidden blessing. I'm about to release to you the hidden blessing. And by this time next year, you shall have what you wanted by this time next year. See, you can't receive it if your perception hasn't changed. You can't receive it if your mind hasn't been transformed. You still think it, but what if it don't happen? You still think it, but what if it doesn't happen? God says, by this time next year, I need about 17 people that know that 2020 is your you don't give up on love you don't give up on marriage you don't give up on children God says by this time next year you don't give up on the dream you don't give up on the hope you done gave up on the business. You done told yourself it's never going to happen. You done told yourself it's never going to come to pass. But God said, by this time, if you would show up at the door and if you would give him glory, if you would show up at the door and give him praise, I dare somebody stand at the door of God's gates. Stand at the doorway. Lift up your hands. Open your mouth and give him glory. I know you got tired of praying for it. I know you got tired of asking for it. I know you got tired of asking God in prayer. But the Lord says, I want to deal with the stuff you gave up on. I want to deal with the stuff you stopped asking me for. I want to deal with the hidden things, not the natural things, but the hidden things. Open up your mouth right now. Hey. It's the hidden blessing. 
God said, I'm after the hidden blessing. I'm about to release the hidden blessing. You cried about the situation with your father. You cried about the situation with your mother. But God says, you hid it away in your heart. I'm about to deal with it. I'm about to bless you with what's been hidden. You can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. Give me some more monitor. You can't hide from God. God said, I see and I know and I'm going to do it. I see, I know and I'm going to do it. He said, I'm omniscient. I'm an all-knowing God. I'm an all-knowing God. I'm an all-knowing God. If you would stand at the door of worship, if you would stand at the door of praise, God said in 2020, I'm releasing the hidden blessing. 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 You gave up on being happy. You stopped looking to be happy. And all you've done was exist. But God says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. God said, I'm going to make you happy. I wish you would worship. I wish you would worship. You hid it away from you. You tucked it away. But God said, pull it back out. Pull back out your old prayer requests. Pull back out those old petitions. Pull back out the old intercession. Pull it back out. Pull it back out. Pull it back out. He said, because I'm about to do what's been hidden. I'm about to do what's been hidden. He said, my heart is to do what you've hidden away. My heart is to bless you with what you tucked away. He's doing it. He's doing it. Watch this, I gotta go. I'm over my time. But today, I'm calling for everybody who's lost hope. My God. Who's lost hope. And you just settled that it is what it is. And this is just me. And this is all I'm going to get. God said, you've been trying to satisfy yourself with material possessions. But there is something that's hidden that you don't tell hardly anybody about. You don't even talk to yourself about it anymore. But today, I want to minister to those who seemingly have lost hope in several areas. And if you know you've lost hope in several areas of your life, some sore spots of your life, I want you on the count of three. I want you to flood this altar and I want you to ask God to do a new thing and resurrect old things and do the hidden thing that only God can do. What you need ain't coming from the earth realm. What you need is coming from the realm of heaven. 
What you need is coming from the realm that you can't see with your natural eye. But if you've lost hope, God said, I'm ready to do a new thing on you. And I'm ready to deal with that thing. And by this time next year, it'll manifest in you. Because I'm about to resurrect hope. If that's you, on the count of three, start moving. One, two, three. Come, move, 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 move. Get to this altar. Get to this altar. I've lost hope. I've lost hope. I don't think it'll ever change for me. I don't think it'll be ever different for me. I don't think it'll ever change. But God, I come. I come for you to deal with the sore spots. I come for you to deal with the sore spot. I come for you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast. Thank you.